what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. We'll try not to like too much talk over each other, but again, we are girls and we Agree are- Agree to disagree. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to Chick Chat. It is December, our last show of 2021. Pe- peace out. I am I'm fine with this. Are you ready to move on, Jeanette? How you doing? I'm I'm ready. I'm doing well. It's hard to believe it's the it's December, but yeah. I want yeah. to say it flew by, but it kind of didn't, but it kind of did. <laughs> well, know. you know, these last few weeks before the holiday always sneak up on right. me too. I always feel like, oh, like I'll get everything done early this year. Look at me. It's end of October and I'm already thinking about this. And then it becomes to like 12 days before Christmas. And I'm like, oh, crap. Right. That's where I am right now. Yeah. I don't know why that happens to me every time. I swear I start thinking about stuff early enough and I'm not just talking about stuff. I just don't do anything. (laughs) And I'm not just talking about gifts. I feel like gatherings and functions and kids school stuff. Like I feel like, um, you know, like all those, uh, ugly sweater Christmas parties that the kids have day at school or snowman day or, you know, wear your onesie or whatever. I don't know all those goofy things. It's like, they all seem to happen right there at the end. Like thanks school system for just putting that on us right here at the last week before school's out. But my kids are loving the season. Obviously Um, we're staying busy because my daughter made the basketball team and awesome. that is, yeah. And so, um, it's high school basketball and nice. that is a whole new world. Um, it's, it's, they're serious. Is this her they're first serious. time playing basketball? No, no. She's played since okay. she was little. Um, okay. and yeah, so I mean, I'll do a, a bragging moment here. You know, she's a freshman and she made the varsity team. Um, and our well, school system, yeah, thanks. Our school system, ha- like, like I did it. I'm saying thanks, like, <laughs> no, like you, I you would... get to take credit. You, you birthed okay. her into the world. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, my husband's six four, so he gets most of the credit because she's way taller than me. So she's a freshman. She's fourteen. She's five eleven. Um, <sighs> and she has like a six foot wingspan or something, like some crazy thing, but she is, um, you know, she's got the height. She's the tallest kid on the team, but there's it's wow. all her classmen on the team. And so that's a whole but new she's culture. Taller than everybody. So they're not getting much with her. <laughs> right. and, like, and just to put this in perspective, our girls are the same age. Yes. My daughter's maybe five one. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. My yeah. daughter towers yeah. over me now. Wow. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, but she's, I mean, she's loving it. She is loving it. But they are serious. Oh, good. I mean, there is practice. They're serious about it up there. Six days a week practices. Oh. Yeah. Our district actually has 
varsity, JV, and then a C team, which they kind of call the frosh team, right? The freshman team. Okay. And, um, you know, so I'm not really sure what went on in tryouts for her to make varsity. She's 5'11", Mary Margaret. That's what went on in tryouts. With a six-foot wingspan. Right. So she, so she, she's just this, um, yeah, unique human being out there. And so, so that has been kind of our past several weeks. Um, that's kind of taken over a lot of things, but she's loving it. We love high school sports. Like we love sports in general. So whatever, we'll go to any games. So she'll be just fine. She is. She's very athletic. She loves this. She you know, she's hot, sweaty, and tired all the time, but she doesn't care. You know, she she's having a blast. And I'm sure so. your husband is loving it. Knowing knowing what I know about your husband, he is this is his thing. He's it's, he's all about it. This is up his alley. He is a proud papa bear for sure. And so <laughs> we're we're enjoying it, but it is a lot. And then it adds on to yeah. the whole season of things. Um, you know, <laughs> and 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 I don't know if you've dealt with anything. Have you had to deal with any shortages or shipping issues or problems getting something you were looking for? I know that's like a big deal right now, right? Like, have you had any problems? Yeah, not yet, but full disclosure, I'm in that panic mode now because most of what my daughter wants does have to be ordered. So I'm going to, she's going to open up a lot of IOUs like on your way, on its way. It's coming. (laughs) Here's the online receipt I promise <laughs> right it'll be there was a shipping issue not mom waited two days before Christmas actually <laughs> right I mean it could so, be both yeah but, <laughs> be both, but she won't know that it's both <laughs> right. mom why is there a sharpie marker over the date ordered you know none, none of your business <laughs> they didn't they didn't process it till that date I ordered it a month ago Exactly. Exactly. This was the confirmation receipt. I I ordered it (laughs) in October. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I, yeah, I'm, I haven't experienced any shortages yet when it's come to ordering or gifts per se. However, have you been to the grocery store lately? Yeah. You got any food shortages you've come across? You know, there's one grocery store that I go to that, yes, it's like frustrating because you never know what's going to be there or when or what time of day is left yeah. to go. But then the other one that I go to, like, I haven't had any issues at all. Yeah. Yeah. It is weird, weird how the, I don't know they the go from store to store. Or, yeah. And it's, you know, I've learned a little bit recently. It is about the 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 provider company the the main company you know that's got the food in uh the refrigerated trucks and stuff right that are on the interstate because um i know for example someone who uh drives a truck for one of those companies uh it's a big one in north carolina and I had asked him, you know, over Thanksgiving, I said, do you guys have any issues with all the shortages and stuff? And he said, you know, he said, I haven't really run into it because the stores I supply for haven't had orders of certain products they use. However, the other grocery store 
in town. Like he, del- okay, I'll just tell you, like he delivers to Lowe's and Publix. Okay. And he's had no issues with shortages or things not being his usual orders. But mm-hmm. the food lion in town is having big problems because their supplier is not getting certain products. So it's it's really so that not makes just sense the store. Because the one that I'm like, mm-hmm. shelves are empty is food lion. And the one where it's like, yeah, I have no issues is closed. So. There you go. Yeah. So it's all about who they have contracts with. And then if those contracted okay. people are having issues. So that's the, that's where it all comes in. It's really weird, but I did hear, and this is just a fun little fact for you that craft, you know, the brand craft mm-hmm. cheese and all that stuff. They have a major cream cheese shortage. Okay. Coming up on the holiday season, everybody needs cream cheese, right? You're making well, cheesecakes. You're, make, you're making dips. You're making everything with cream cheese, right? I'm making this, Oreo balls. I mean, those are what I give away. Thank <laughs> like, you. Yes. Well, I need loads and loads of Oreo balls. Well, don't, don't go to Food Line then, I guess, right? Or wherever they're going to have problems. I'll but, be hitting up Lowe's. So Kraft has announced that... For a few days, the holiday season, a limited number of people will be able to spend $20 on dessert and charge it to craft to help make up for the fact that they have a cream cheese shortage. Okay. So on December 18th and 19th, up to 18,000 people will be able to nab the right for a reimbursement of a holiday treat. You can submit your receipt to the company. And Kraft is trying to soften the blow, if you will, of cream cheese shortages on the shelves. Um, It's become a hard-to-come-by grocery item uh, basically since the pandemic because of people being at home and baking and eating at home. Cream cheese demand jumped 18% after the pandemic started. Um, And it says restaurants are also ordering more of it. So cheesecakes um, are suffering this season. (laughs) And Junior's Cheesecake, who sources their cream cheese from Philadelphia, says that last week it's been struggling to get enough supply to, uh, to deal with their cheesecake production levels. And New York City bagel shops are having problems with their cream cheese supply. So Kraft is pumping up the funds into its Philadelphia brand. And they're investing millions of dollars in Philadelphia cream cheese in order to refund people (laughs) for not having cream cheese and not looking bad on the back end. So I guess, you know, maybe check out to see if there's cream cheese anywhere. I mean, I, I think about it. I'm more concerned about getting the cream cheese than I am submitting a receipt to craft. <laughs> right. I'll worry about the receipt later. I need to go get my cream cheese. I need actual cream cheese though. So, um, just thought that was interesting. Hmm. I had no idea. I had no idea. I it was didn't a problem. either, but now I'm panicked about it. So thank you. But now I know. Good gosh. <laughs> who who would have okay. thought? I have anxiety over it for the next time I can get to the grocery store. And it's, it's okay. 
And it's, and it's so funny because at first you're like, haha, like craft cream cheese, like whatever. And then I start thinking about things that I use cream cheese for. And I'm like, oh crap. Like what? Right. Wait. Like there might be a meltdown in my house if I do not have Oreo balls <laughs> next week. And enough to supply right. for lasting. Yeah. Right. And my fork will be like, why didn't you think about it sooner? Why didn't you go get cream cheese? <laughs> because... The same thing exactly. your gifts are going to be IOU. Right. Mom orders the cream cheese, the shipping, it's the store's fault. And I can't <laughs> exactly like keep the cream cheese in there for months when I saw it was available at Costco back in June or whatever. Right. Like, or I just don't need 20 blocks of cream cheese. I don't need quite that much. You know, I mean, there's no happy medium. Either I need cream cheese That's or I don't. You go to a like, neighbor and say, Merry Christmas. I'm giving you five blocks of cream cheese. Yeah. Maybe you're just going to have to give out actual like Oreos this year, like give people some bags of cookies as opposed to Oreo balls, which I love, by the way. But if you run short, maybe they just get the Oreo about it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Mary Margaret. That's the meltdown versus other people. Like, right. What do with these Oreos? We don't eat these. I know. I know. I only eat them crushed. Oh, yeah, I hear you. I hear. And now I'm going to have to go make Oreo balls. Great. Thanks a lot. Um, All right. Let's move on because I have uh, a very important topic to talk to you about. We texted very briefly when this was happening. But I think we purposely didn't say anything because I want to discuss it on the show because people that know us, we're moms. We're not your average Millennial. I mean, I think we technically fall in the millennial range, but we're not. I don't think I do. Is it? I don't know what the range is. It's it's a really weird thing. I've read it different places, but I think technically we fall into what they say is millennial, but then they started saying, no, it's zennial or whatever, where we're in the middle of the two generations. I don't know. But anyway, I'm not a millennial. I don't think like one. I don't act like one. I like different yeah. types of pop culture, right? Um, right. So the fact that there was a live performance of Facts of Life and Different Strokes was my pop culture highlight for that week. Yes. Yes. I know you watched it. I know you grew (laughs) up watching it because as did I. Okay. We've got a lot to unpack and discuss. There was a Facts of Life slash different strokes live in front of a television studio audience um, performed recently on television. And um, I, I don't even know, really know where to start. It was hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. They've done this before. They did it with what all in the family and yeah. And um, was it, was it the Jeffersons? I think it was, but I, I can't remember what the other one. I know All in the Family was. Because so I the way they, they try to do shows that kind of cross over into each other, and the Jeffersons exactly. and All in the Family kind of crossed over. Yes. So what, um, what I like about this is that it, they, they include, you know, a real episode. They reenact mm-hmm. an actual episode from the eighties or seventies or sixties, whenever the show aired and they've done this, you know, like I said previously, but this one, 
um, I could relate with a little bit more because it was real deal what I watched growing up. And Facts of Life was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt, I don't know, I always felt like I had a really good connection with Facts of Life. Okay. So I was very excited about this. Now, the way these television things work for people that have not seen these, they don't use the real live characters anymore. They have actual actors who are well-known come in and portray the characters um, as the actors who were playing the characters back in the 80s. Now, um, let's start with Facts of Life. Because it aired first of the night. Okay. Go for it. I am dying to know your initial thoughts on this. First of all, were you excited about this? Second of all, like. I was so excited. Okay. Did you think that. What? Well, no, I'm not even going to ask. Just what do you think? Tell me about it. So I started with the characters and I was like, when I saw who's going to be the characters, I was like, oh, I could see that. And let me just say, first off, Mrs. Garrett spot on like there were times when I actually forgot that that was not the actual real Mrs. Garrett she like was so good at that part like I was looking at her like oh that's Mrs. G (laughs) absolutely and Gabrielle Union as Tootie wow those are my two favorites so Gabrielle Union got the characterizations down spot on right so we have Ann Dowd, who played um, Mrs. Garrett. She is pretty much famous for The Handmaid's Tale, for anybody that's watched mm-hmm. that. She has played... <laughs> Completely different character. Yeah. Way different character. But I agree. She was spot on. Um, so, yes, Ann Dowd played that. She nailed it. I thought that was great. Um, Catherine Hahn played Joe. And... Mm-hmm. Catherine Hahn, most recently famous from WandaVision. She's obviously been in tons of comedy movies. Um, yeah. Uh, Bad she's Mom. Bad Mom. She's been in The Shrink Next Door that came out on Apple recently. Uh, Gabrielle Union playing Tootie. She, I mean, I think she did a great job. Um, and then Allison Tolman who was like the least known character, I believe, was playing Natalie on Mm -hmm. Facts of Life. And Jennifer Aniston was playing Blair. Jennifer Aniston's a huge name. Huge name, right? Um, And we'll get to her in a minute. So, Mrs. Garrett, check. Tootie, check. So... I guess for me, I enjoyed the episode. It made me remember, oh, I remember this episode. I thought the guys were hysterical. Yeah, the guys included Will Arnett, Jason yeah. Bateman, and John Stewart. But I'm not going to lie. When the box came in, the guy covered in the box, I was like, oh, please, would it be Brad Pitt? <laughs> and it was not. And I was a little let down at first. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. I'll stand for Jason Bateman, though. 100%. Oh, I, yes. Jason Bateman in anything is fine. Totally. I'm just waiting for... Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I didn't hate it. 
but I think at the end, I kind of was like, hmm, I, it kind of, the characters are young enough from Facts of Life that really would have liked to just seen them play themselves again. Well, and I agree. So the way this whole thing started out was they had the opening song, the theme song, was so... And I was a little confused about why Lisa was singing it. They, the girl that played Blair in the original Facts of Life mm-hmm. throughout its existence sang the opening credits. And in uniform. In her uniform, and she looked fantastic. Oh, yeah. She looked... Lisa Welchel, I think is her name. Well, Welchel. Mm-hmm. Welchel, she I think, yeah. Lo- yeah, she looked fantastic. She looked just like she could pull off that role. Um, and then they brought on uh, Tootie and Natalie, the real people mm-hmm. that played them. Mm-hmm. And those three are standing there. And I'm thinking, why couldn't why didn't they do it? We all like y'all aren't too old to do this. This you're probably younger than some of the people who play. I think you're younger than Jennifer Aniston. Like Kim Definitely. Fields, I'm pretty sure she is, and and Mindy Khan, like she she could totally pull that off. They're all cute and bubbly and happy to be on camera. Why would you have to put somebody else in there? Didn't understand that. But, but, but look on um, what what's Tootie's name? What's her real name? Um, Gabrielle. Kim no, Fields. The, the action. Kim Fields. Kim Fields. The look of her face at the end was kind of like her, she was thinking the same thing. Like, why didn't we just do this? Why are we out here? I know. <laughs> I'm like standing here, like, why didn't we just? Do I don't this? think she got but, it either. She she was the one that didn't quite look like she was invested in this all the way. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just I did have a hard time with Jennifer Aniston. I will give you that. Like, I, oh, that I I think she did okay. She did okay. Like, whatever. She did. It's because but, it's Jennifer Aniston. You're watching Jennifer Aniston, and you're like, well, you're never going to be horrible at something. However, I don't know true. that this was where we needed to see her. I feel like she was just over the age threshold to pull this off. I, I think that's what it was. Compared to the yeah. other characters, I agree. Yeah. And I found myself thinking, well, if it wasn't her, who else could it be besides the original person lisa welchel if you're not going to let them do it and the only person i could land on was sarah chalk or chalky whatever the girl sarah who played chalk, the yeah. new becky the new becky or she was also in scrubs yes i was like oh my god she totally could have done this but i love that, that was idea. the one yeah. that i was like mm. and then joe i kind of like but then i was like joe was more tough than like i feel like i love the character. I love the actress that played Joe in the live version. And I love the actress who played Joe in the original series, but I feel like she was a little campy with it. A little over dramatic. It, it was a little overdone. It was Joe way overdone. And she, and I was excited about her doing it. I was like, Oh yeah, she could yeah. pull this off. Well, but Joe to me went, in, uh, in the real series, Joe to me was always the one with the one liners that was a little like she didn't want to be in the spotlight. Right. So she was maybe sitting in a corner watching what all was going down and she'd make a a smart aleck remark. 
but there wasn't the the full blown dramatics behind it of like her right. body movement and stuff, which is what Catherine Hahn did. Catherine Hahn was very like almost it, it, it was just overdone a little bit. However, yeah. she looked great for that role. I think she, yeah. you know, it 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 made me believe it. I get it, but it was a little overacted. And so, you know, whatever, I can give her that. But the the Aniston thing of it was just a tiny Wait, bit too Aniston much for me. Thing. Well, and it, when it started, I, I thought, I didn't know there was something going on with her lip. I'm like, is she wearing fake braces or what's happening? It was just like, she prepared for live TV a little too much. Yeah. And you know, the way and that Jennifer, going on. the way that Jennifer Aniston has now, did you watch the HBO thing for... Uh, the reunion of friends. Yeah. So yeah. did you notice that there too, that when she talks now, it's very almost like her mouth doesn't open up all the way. It's kind of something she about talk. Uh, that's, you know, that's the only thing I can explain <laughs> for it. Um, yeah. But there's something with her mouth that makes almost the octave of her voice a little bit lower and it's, mm. it's just the way that she holds her mouth and it, it, it annoys me a little bit, but I noticed that too throughout, throughout the whole thing. I really just, it makes her seem older. Yes. It made um, her that's what it is. Lot. Her seem Mrs. Garrett's age. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, but overall, I liked it. I mean, I mean, I watched the whole thing. I laughed throughout it. It was funny. I love watching when they do live TV things because I do enjoy when they get tickled, you know, and they start to almost yeah. giggle throughout. Like I find that humorous. Some people get annoyed with that. I think shocked. it's funny. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I'm a little shocked that they went with Jennifer Aniston just because her character so associated with Rachel, another TV show. Yeah. Which so that kind of surprised me a little bit. And I got her joke at the end, but my daughter was watching with me and she didn't. Like it went completely over her head when she was like, oh, don't worry. I'll be there for you. I yes. was like, oh, and my daughter was like, what was funny about that? I was uh, like, I'll be yeah. there for you. You know, the same song. No. She was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. She was like, good one. Whatever. But, um, but that's not her fault. I'm sure the writer no. wrote that in because there was one yeah. of the, one at different strokes too, but. Yeah. And there is uh the connection between Will Arnett and Jason Bateman, who have a podcast together with Sean Hayes called Smartless. What? Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, aside from chick chat, it's amazing podcast to I'm listen to. That. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, Sean Hayes, Sean Hayes, who was in Will and yeah. Grace, right? Yeah. Uh, just, just Jack. They have this, podcast called Smartless and it's on, you know, any place you want to listen to podcasts, but it's fantastic. These three guys are actually like really good buddies. So they play golf together or they like hang out together. They all live fairly close to each other. Therefore they are so comfortable, like ragging on each other about stuff. <laughs> and the premise of the show is one, um, host, brings on a guest and doesn't tell the other two who it is. And they're zooming this the whole time. So it's all remote. So the guest is in like a, is on the call, but is covered up on his screen or her screen. And they, they have to like kind of guess who it is. 
And then they announce it and it's like, oh, it's Jennifer Aniston or whatever, you know, and then, so they don't have questions prepared or anything based on who it is. And they just talk to this person and they tell funny stories. And it's not like, tell me your life story. It is more, oh my gosh, do you remember that time that we were doing this show and you guys laughed about this and this? And it's just funny. It's really good. And if I can encourage you to do anything is to go back and listen to the, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? The guy that, um, late night, um, late night host, uh, not Jimmy Kimmel, not Jimmy Fallon, not Conan, not James Jay. Corden. Nope. Um, glasses, Seth dark Meyer. hair. No. Oh, um, the guy from who used to do Comedy Central. I know you're talking about. Oh gosh, why can't I? Oh think my of god, what is his name? Why do we always do this? Why do we talk about people that we don't <laughs> know their guy. name? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to find it. I feel like it's is Steve. Doing, is it is it Dave Letter, Letterman show that one? Yeah, maybe. What's Steve? No. Um, Steve Col- Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert. Oh my gosh, how embarrassing! <laughs> Stephen Colbert. Um, if you go listen to the past episode where they interview Stephen Colbert, I have never laughed so hard in my entire life. Like I almost had to pull over because I was driving listening to it. The show comes out every Monday. I don't know why I'm sitting here plugging this show on a different network or whatever to go listen to, but nonetheless, it's fantastic. Okay. So, um, so having Will Arnett and Jason Bateman on Facts of Life be together as like a duo, they're going to have a good chemistry as it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I love them on there and, you know, they obviously picked an episode that had like a simple set. So they only had the kitchen and the, in the main room of the dorm, but overall it was fun. I watched it. I'll watch any other live ones. They do too. You know, when they have those oh, yeah. other shows. Um, but then, uh, that episode finished and they continued on to an episode of different strokes. Now, do you watch different strokes growing up? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Me too. (laughs) And so I was very anxious to see this. Um, As you know, most all of the real cast from Different Strokes has passed away. Nobody's, you know, they're not with us any longer. Right. Except for Todd Bridges, which I find extremely ironic that he's the only one alive. He did have some close calls and some. Thankfully, he's still here. I mean, my goodness, if if you would have asked somebody, I think, 20 years ago, who would have been the last surviving member of that cast, it would not have been Todd Bridges, but... It would not. No. Um, I do think that it was uh, really cool. He came out and introduced the episode, um, gave a little shout out to his castmates um, who were no longer with us, and he then introduced the theme song who was performed by two of Boys to Men, which had me hooked right away. Right away. I mean, I am, seem well, we were excited about Lisa Welchel, but then you bring out Boys to Men, and you're like, oh. No, I am sucked <laughs> in at this point. I am hooked. Right. You've got me. 
I see the two guys from Boys to Men come down the steps of the the Drummond apartment household like I'm sold. You could put anybody in front of me at this point and I would believe it. Um so then out comes the cast and we see that Arnold who previously was Gary Coleman, obviously, is being played by Kevin Hart. Brilliant. What did you think of him? I loved the casting on this show. Again, this is Garrett D- Double Duty. She was there. Um, yes. Because if you don't know, if you didn't watch either episode, Mrs. Garrett was actually the housekeeper for the drum yes. for the Drummond family, and then they followed her when she got the job at East Eastland um, or Eastman Eastland. And so that's how Facts of Life came to be. But, um, or that's how she ended up on Facts of Life. But um, I thought the casting for this was spot on. It was I way more what I was hoping for. Character. Yes, I love, I bought into Kevin Hart as, as um, Arnold. After after about forty five seconds, after about forty five yeah. seconds of him playing Arnold and zooming around in his superhero suit, <laughs> I, I, I saw it. I mean, Kevin Hart has like a beard or like you know facial hair and stuff, and I bought it. Right. I'm sitting there invested, right? So we know Completely. that he's he's you know. He's a short guy, right? Like people joke with him about it or whatever. So obviously that played into it. But his mannerisms and the way that he spoke as Arnold and to almost get into that childlike uh, persona was brilliant. Mm -hmm. So then we have Willis, his brother, um, Mm -hmm. who originally was played by Todd Bridges, being played by Damon Wayans. Brilliant. I, I loved it. I loved it. Almost it was, a yeah. dry, smart aleck, teenage approach to it. And it was great. And that's exactly how Willis was. 100%. I, I loved it. Um, Willis's friend comes over. And surprise, surprise, it's Snoop Dogg. Yes. And again, I kind of loved it. Yeah. Snoop's in a whole new place these days. He is. I was kind of hoping for a Dudley moment, but then I was like, oh, that's okay. We'll take it without Dudley. Yeah. They had to have some names in there, you know, and, and Snoop was a surprise. He wasn't in the credits, you know, in the beginning, stuff like that. It's, it's, he's just like Jason Bateman and Will Forte. I mean, Will uh, Arnett were not. So that was, um, that was kind of fun to see these people pop up, but Snoop Dogg plays Willis's friend who comes over and they're trying to do work and they're annoyed by Arnold being in their way all the time. I specifically remember this episode. I, Mm -hmm. I, you know, and not only was it just this episode, but this kind of gave a big overview of how the whole show was premised a lot of it, you know, like we're buddies, we're brothers and stuff, but we're at different points. We're struggling. We fight, we make up, whatever. Um, but I, I was pleased with all of those characters. Then we have Mr. Drummond, um, played sweetly by Conrad Bain back in the day. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, an old white man, basically, 
um, who has adopted these two <laughs> black boys off the street, the tough streets in his limousine, right? Um, but now this time was played by John Lithgow. Perfect. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I he loved everything almost, about it. He almost sounded like him and like, and really looked like him. Like he really took on that character. I felt like, um, I, I thought it was great. And then again, like we said, we had Mrs. Garrett in there with him, but there was one moment that I found myself almost like completely back into watching different strokes when I was younger is when towards the end of the episode or middle of end of the episode of different strokes, um, Arnold is sad that Willis is not like wanting him to be around. And Mr. Drummond sits on the couch and picks up Arnold and puts him on his lap. Yeah. And here's John Lithgow picking up Kevin Hart and putting him on his lap. <laughs> but immediately I start remembering like, Oh my gosh, like that happened in it almost like happen. every episode, yeah. you know, like I, I forget yeah. that, that Arnold was this little boy that they picked up. They carried him around. He, you know, because he had such a big personality, he had such a big role in the show that you forgot sometimes that, I mean, cause he was older than he was portraying, but still you, you just tend to forget that he's still like a little kid in it. Yeah. And to see John Lithgow pick up Kevin Hart and put him on his lap and then kiss his forehead. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, exactly what I remember. And I believed oh, it yeah. right now watching it. Yeah. So. I really enjoyed the different strokes episodes. Yeah. I liked the facts of life one, but I found myself like in the episode more with different strokes, like buying that these were the actual people yes. who were, who were playing these parts and no overacting at all. Even on Kevin Hart's part, he's playing. That's just, how he acts normally in his movies, I guess, or even anything you see him yeah. in. Yeah. And he was playing a child. So I still don't feel like he overacted that part at all. He acted like Arnold acted as when that episode aired and Arnold yes. was a younger boy. Um, Cause I think this is like one of the first in the yes. first seasons or first two seasons. This is one of those episodes. So he hadn't like mat- gotten older, but he was still playing that little boy. And, I was just, I was like you, like, I had to remind myself, like, this is not the actual yeah. show. This is a live TV version with grown men playing these parts. Yeah. So. Yes. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. I, I loved it. I thought that was the definitely the better of the two, although I enjoyed both. And uh, like I said, they can do all of these they want. I'll keep watching them. Oh, yeah. Every Christmas, please. Just bring, Absolutely. Back, just bring back different strokes every Christmas. And I'm yeah. Like, Maybe throw that at the end of each thinking, one. Yeah. Like, it started me thinking, what other ones could they do? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... You know, I, don't I know. thought at one point that... <clears throat> I, I don't know. Maybe I watched some obscure things, but some of the ones that I would love to see, like I would love a Mork and Mindy. Mm. Um, 
Did you ever watch the show Kate and Allie? Yeah. Okay. I would love to find Kate and Allie somewhere online streaming, first of all, because I'd love to watch it again. But um, I always thought Kate and Allie was fun. Um, But the one I think that they could pull off pretty easily um, would be Who's the Boss? Oh, yeah. They could do that one. Because that set-wise, you know, like a lot took place in that living room. And they've got the struggle of like kids and adults and stuff. So I feel like Who's the Boss? Um, And then there's always Silver Spoons. They were always in the living room. Yep. Um, Growing Pains. Yeah. You know, or um, Family Ties. That would be amazing. I mean, the whole, that whole generation of those shows is spot on, right? Like, yeah. Why are we not watching these? I always tell my daughter, our shows, with the shows I watched growing up, I feel, and maybe it's just nostalgia, but so much better than what they're watching now. You're a hundred percent correct. That's all there is to it. I was like, we had the, theme songs. We had clear here. The show is starting. I'm never going to turn on my TV at eight o'clock. And then it's already like three minutes into the episode because they just kicked it off at eight o'clock. Yes. I had I, the theme song and a commercial before I got to the episode. And, and, and those were just, they were just good. Like they just, I could watch them with my family. Yeah, I I feel like watch them with my family. I feel like I can remember my parents watching like we watched a lot of Family Ties and Growing Pains because you know those had like hidden messages in it, like life lessons. Mm -hmm. So we watched a lot of that as a family, but I can't stand watching stupid Sam and Cat or freaking. Uh, these these Disney uh, what's that one? A uh, Good Luck Charlie and crap with my kids yeah. constantly. Like I can't, I just can't do it. They're they're silly, and I get why my kids like them. I get them. There's some funny things, cute yeah. things, whatever. But like, it's not like it was. I mean, Matthew yeah, Perry I mean, shows that come on, get come on like Friends, or right. any of those shows that come on prime time. Sometimes the jokes are a little too much for you to be like, okay, we can't watch this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Friends is a tough one. Friends is one that I think people assume everybody should be watching like, and you could sit around with your family and stuff and watch, but it's still hard to kind of swallow some of the ones where they're talking about, you know, Joey sleeping with as many women as he can and all this stuff, right? right? Like there's still some stuff in there. You're like, eh, this isn't exactly the wholesome stuff I used to watch. You know, um, when, you know, in, in growing pains, when, uh, Matthew Perry was dating the daughter on the show, Sandy, Mm -hmm. he played the character Sandy and then he died in a, drunk driving accident like that's right holy smokes you know and mike had to come and tell her that like sandy had just died when she had just left the hospital like i can clearly remember crying at that and then when boner left to go to the military and he like had to hug mike by and they had to hug each other like four times and stuff niagara falls like this was i was I was seeing real life stuff, you know, and they don't, 
do that anymore. <laughs> and and even family ties with Michael J. Fox falling in love with the woman who is now his his wife in real life. Yeah, and that song playing, and you're just like, oh no, <laughs> like what <everything>. would you <laughs> say? I mean, if even I when I hear that song moment, these days, I go back to that moment. Like I go back there. I, I hear that song. And I'm watching them at the dance break up. Yes. I mean, heartbreaking every time, every single time, every single time, you know, it's, it is, uh, it's just not, uh, you know, they just don't make them like they used to. I just, I'll say it. I'll say it just like my dad did back in the day. Like that's just it. Buying into it. I'm all anyway, for I, Keep them coming. Keep them coming. I could do this all day long. I could talk about everything that's come back around. Speaking of. Well, speak, I, I, maybe we're going to say the same thing. Go ahead. I just saw last night a commercial for Scream. Have you seen that? I have heard the buzz about it. I have <gasps> not seen the commercial. Tell me um, who's in this. Looks- Everybody from Ned the Campbell, original screen, David Arquette. Those are the three that I know for sure. I don't know if Jamie Kennedy is in it or not, but um, it's the original screen. It's not screen four and screen five. This is screen. Right. But I mean, okay. They don't title it as screen four, but they're not, I don't believe they're playing the same characters. I think they're playing older versions of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. But like the trailer, the commercial has, I thought it was just like one of those those um, commercials for light, not life lock, but security system. But yes. the girl's trying to lock her door with her phone, and it keeps unlocking, and she keeps locking, and she keeps unlocking it. And then all of a sudden, she gets grabbed from behind, and I'm like, "Wait, what? Is, what kind of commercial is this?" And it that sounds amazing. Screen, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Well, um, um, is um. Who were the people? Who were the bad guys in it? Um, Geek Screen Ulrich. And, okay. Um, the guy who played Scooby Doo in the movie. Scooby Doo. He, he played Shaggy. Not Scooby. He played Shaggy. Yeah, he played Shaggy. Uh, oh crap! Here we go again. <laughs> I know. What is that guy's name? I'm actually looking it up here. Um, okay. Uh, he played. Let's see. Um. So Skeet Ulrich, Matthew Lillard. He, Matthew Lillard, thank you. Skeet Ulrich and Matthew Lillard played the bad guys, so we thought. But Skeet Ulrich is not in it again because Matthew Lillard died, right? Oh, they both died. I can't remember if Skeet did or not. I do remember thinking he was really cute at the time. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, of course, he showed back up in Riverdale with Luke Perry. And then break my heart, but still, um, anyway, so this comes, let's see, I'm seeing that scream 2022. Um, when does this come out? It's gotta be soon if they're showing the, if they're showing the trailer for it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, it looks like those main, the main characters there, um, yeah, so this is where Courtney Cox and David Arquette 
got together and married in real life and then divorced later on. But they, I think they both made an appearance in one of the later ones or something. Um, They were both in it. I mean, at least David Arquette was in at least two or three of them. mm -hmm. But this one comes out January 14th. Okay. So yeah, that's soon. Hmm. I will be going to see it. That first so Jack Quaid is in it. Dennis Quaid is that Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's son? He's yes. I'm trying to think. Jenna Ortega, who I think might have been on something Disney. Um, I think she was in that 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 show about the nine seven siblings, the seven siblings or something, something in the middle. Anyway, my daughter watched. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody else? If we know, Marley Shelton is in it. Who's that? Kyle Gallner, who I've seen before, but don't really know. Dylan Minnette, who was in 13 Reasons Why. Oh, yeah. On Netflix. Yeah. Marley Um, Shelton is the girl that played um, Wendy Peppercorn in The Sandlot. The lifeguard that, yeah, that's who. Yes, yes, the lifeguard. Yes, yes. So yeah, um, some, some, Jack Quaid. So yeah, he, he was in Hunger Games, and he's handsome. Yeah. Um, Jenna Ortega. Hmm. She was on Disney. It was something in the middle. It was. There were seven kids, and she was like the. Oh, one, stuck in the middle. One stuck in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So pretty good cast. I'm I'm down. I am down for it. I will um we should we should like watch and review or something. Maybe we get together with the foot candle guys and watch these like old reboots and yes, see what it this is. This is the fifth installment of it. So Eesh. yeah. I love um, it. I can't believe old uh Nev Campbell's coming out from under the grave and watching the and doing this. Well, and they filmed it in Wilmington, North Carolina. Hey, shout out, North Carolina. Hey. Wilmington has some great stuff come through there. Um, well, it that's does. good. So this, so this is 25 years after a streak of brutal murder shocked, shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro. A new killer has donned the ghost face mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, speaking of Wilmington, North Carolina... So you remember how One Tree Hill was filmed there? Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch One Tree Hill? Yes. Okay. So there is a new podcast. I don't know why I'm sitting here referring everybody to go to other podcasts, <laughs> but there's a podcast out now called Drama Queens. And it is three girls from One Tree Hill. So it's. The girl that played Haley, the girl that played Brooke, and the girl that played Peyton. Okay. Um, that's Hillary Burton and the other girls. <laughs> I don't know who they are. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and the brunette. <laughs> and those girls. Um, well, we know Hillary because she's married to, um, what's his name? 
you know, the dark haired guy, like he's on Walking Dead now. He was he was on Grey's Anatomy. Uh, he was the person that Izzy fell in love with. Great. Here we go again. <laughs> son of a bitch. Okay. So Hillary Burton is married to Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yes, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yes. Damn. Okay. So Hillary Burton played Peyton Sawyer. Okay. Then Bethany Joy Lenz, she played Haley on there. She married Nathan Scott, yada, yada. Yes. And then Sophia Bush, yes, who was famously married to Chad Michael Murray during the show and then divorced during the show, but never together on the show anyway. Well, weren't they together briefly and then... Yeah, I think it's like a fling of sort type stuff. Yes, yes. Yeah. But they were never like married on the show or anything. No. Um, No. So anyway, these three ladies have started this podcast and every episode of the podcast is a recap of one episode of the show. So they started with season one, episode one. They all three are on a remote podcast, like zooming in. They watch the episode and then they discuss it for like 30 minutes after the show. And they're taking this episode by episode. So you're kind of hearing them talk about like, oh my gosh, do you guys remember when they made us do this and we had to yada, yada, whatever. Like they're telling behind the scenes stuff, but they're also talking about like the impact that this kind of had like on their lives and in your daily life, if you were a watcher or whatever. So there's all these people going back and watching one tree Hill from the beginning now, um, along with this podcast. So it got me thinking like what? Okay. So I've listened to a couple of the episodes. I have not rewatched the show per se, but when they start talking about, a recap of the show, I can remember a little bit of what's going on. So you can still follow along without actually having to sit down and rewatch one tree Hill. But it got me thinking what podcast or what, what show would you listen to them doing an episode by episode recap of not them specifically any, any cast from any show. What would you listen to a recap of like that? I think it would be interesting to listen to something like um, Sons of Anarchy because I think there was so much in there that I didn't understand or I didn't, you know, didn't know that I would love to hear their take on why that happened or what was happening. And because I knew Absolutely. what I thought, like I, sometimes I just gloss over things like, oh, well, it is what it is. But I know there was a reason, <laughs> just, yep. you know, yep. like, and there's so, so many shows that. that- there's so many shows like Sons of Anarchy, Game of Thrones, that type yes. of where they're a little higher level shows, if you will, with complexity wise. Yeah. That I feel like you miss so much, right? Like my husband's not a TV watcher. He watches sports, but that's about it. But mm-hmm. he watched Game of Thrones, kind of binged it, you know, because he got hooked. Which is the reason he doesn't watch a lot of TV because he knows he will get hooked and he can't step away from it. <laughs> but um, we've toyed with going back and re watching Game of Thrones now that it's been 
a few years since we've seen it. Um, just because we feel like now, even though we know the ending of stuff, we feel like there's so much we missed along the way. Um, yeah. But I I agree. Sons of Anarchy would be a good one. I would I would 100% listen to that. It's one of those shows that you can't multitask because you have to pay attention the whole time. Yep. You can't listen to it in the background. You can't be surfing on your phone. And I drive my people here crazy watching TV episodes like that because I'm always like, if I miss something, I'm rewinding yep. and I'm going yep. forward or I'm taping it and I'm like, I'll just watch it later. Because yes. I feel like if I miss something, there's no point in me watching the rest of the episode. I'll just tape it and watch it later. Or I have to know what's going on and then yep. continue to watch it. Yeah. But so I would watch that. But so can I just go back to One Tree Hill for one second? Yes, please. I liked One, one Tree Hill. I will tell you the one thing or two things that it took took me a while to get over on One Tree Hill. The first thing was Hillary Burton. I watched it, but I could not for the entire first season get out of my head that she was an MTV DJ. And so Which is the I whole reason she her, was hired. Let's be honest. Right. She was hired so because of her, that. And I think that wasn't she one of those MTV DJs that won a contest to be a DJ? For TRL. For TRL. I yes. don't know if she won a contest, but she was like a big TRL. Like that's where she became yes. famous. Yes. So I remember watching her on that. And then when Stephen Coletti joined, I was like, wait a minute. He's Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach. Yeah. I don't get this. <laughs> so. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed the series. I mean, it wasn't one of my favorites, but I did watch it. But yeah. that I could never. And even still, when I watch it, I still think, oh, that's Stephen Coletti. And that's the yeah. MTV DJ. <laughs> yep. Same. Same here. Stephen Coletti was a tough one for me to swallow. Like that one I couldn't deal with as much on there because I didn't think he was that good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was came in right at the end. He was like an add-on, you know. Yeah. But. But, you know, I was right at that age at the same time that show was airing. So it was very relatable to me. Yeah. Um, I felt like, which always makes a difference whether it's a good show or not. Right. Um, some shows that I would, I thought about that I would maybe do a scene by scene recap. This one may be odd, but I love the West Wing. So. I've never the- seen an entire season but oh I gosh. want to yeah you know, I want to it's one of those that I'm like I want to go back and watch this it was one that I did not watch live like back when it started my parents did okay and my parents loved it they always talked about it but I was not into that at that time but I since have gone back and rewatched it and I tell you that show will get you in the gut like good gracious really? the music the music, the the acting, the acting is brilliant. Um, the storylines, like you can watch that show now, all these years after everything's happened in our country, and things that they say are super relevant now, right? Like it's it's weird, um, but man, I love that show. That show is freaking amazing. I love it. So you would. So you would do it, um, listen to a podcast that broke that show down? If somebody was, like, if they had maybe one of the actors on there and, like, maybe a show writer or a creator or something, right? Like, I think that would be, for me, interesting as to, like, 
like, how did they get, I don't know. I feel like it's so real. Like it's so believable. Like I mm-hmm. honestly feel like that is what it is like, like in the, the White House. That. Yes. Like <laughs> yeah. that is honestly what I feel like it has yeah. to be like in there. And, you know, I would love for somebody to break down like, storylines, how they came up with some of this stuff, like how much it was based off of things that were happening in the real world at that time. And, you know, how do you have this insight to what it's like in the West Wing? Yeah. But it was, it was a fantastic show. I think you would really enjoy it. It's, it's easy watching, you know, I mean, it's not super complex to where you're like having to learn governmental procedure or anything. It but I is, love that stuff, and I love history, so it's, it's I really, just enough it of that. Up, I'm like, I need to watch this. Yeah, it's so, just okay, enough of it all. Odd question, but and there's, there's probably no comparison, but between Scandal and the yeah. West Wing, right? You feel like the West Wing is a truer portrayal of what it's actually like. Yes, okay. I do. I mean, obviously, because people are going around killing each other in the West. Right, right, right. Because there's not that like drama necessarily of it, but West Wing has enough of a storyline that keeps you hooked of their personal relationships, but it's not, it's not steamy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so it's more like a ER where you're getting the background into what it's like in an emergency room, and then there's some relationships sprinkled in there. But it's absolutely, more about the work environment. Yes. So that's more of like what Wesley's about. Yes, okay. and I just the I would really like that. That's you know, and that's something that with Scandal that I always liked too. I always liked the like government part of it too, not just the yeah. killing. I liked the business part of it, like how things yeah. were tied together and lobbyist and all this stuff that played into it. Right. And the West with West wing, I mean, Martin Sheen is just amazing in it, but when you have like Bradley Whitford is one of my most favorite people ever because of Mm -hmm. that show. And then you had Rob Lowe in there and then there's the controversy and the drama that's in there is believable enough because you probably have heard it about somebody in real life. Oh, I'm sold. Yeah. It's, and it's, I mean, I just feel like anytime I've watched it, I don't really know what year it is. I mean, it looks dated now, of course, because of clothes or whatever, but some of the (laughs) stuff they talk about is like, holy crap. I wish. But it's stuff in the government that doesn't change. Exactly. It's exactly it. And, um, do you remember that kid, um, I think his name's like Dooley, Dooley Hill. Dooley Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's on one of my favorite shows, Psych. That is like my all time. Yes. Show. Yes. From Psych. Yes. He yeah. is in it as an intern, basically. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's, there's one scene with him that is one of these scenes that it lives in my head rent free and will cause me to tear up every time that I think about it. Like, Still to this day, it's that type of show to where you will cry, you will laugh. Allison Janney is fantastic in it. And, you know, I just, I just love it. I just love it. I'm going to have to go watch it again now. Like, I'm just. Well, I need to start watching it because I've been wanting to, and I'm glad you gave it the endorsement because I, 
to know that there it's like that because when I the reason I that's one of the reasons I equated it to ER because there's a scene in ER that I think about no lie weekly and I don't know why but if you did you ever watch ER oh yeah 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 do you remember the scene where Kelly Martin's character gets killed yes or the episode where her she gets killed and Noah Wiley's character gets stabbed yes that scene the whole entire episode from the doctors trying to save her the emotion behind it i see i'll be flipping through the channels and i'll see er on and i'll always check to see if it's that if episode. it's at that time area because, yeah. <laughs> because i want to watch it i look for it online i haven't Not seen that in forever. i like the retaliation that is one of the scariest moments i remember the first yep. time i remember being terrified watching the show it, and it's one of those gut punches. You were like, oh, like it took my breath away. Yes. I couldn't believe yes. what I was watching on TV. Yes. And like, I still see when I see that and episode, it's... I see Noah Wiley's, Noah Wiley's character falling, Dr. Carter, mm-hmm. after getting stabbed and turning his head and seeing Kelly Martin's character on the floor. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, like I'm getting chills right now just talking about it. Yes. <clears throat> that is, that was our first taste of that type of like almost disappointment <laughs> of, you know, following that type of character, at least for me at that age, I wasn't used to seeing that real of a drama on something mm-hmm. like that on TV. And then, you know, years later you have like Grey's Anatomy, which Grey's Anatomy plays into the personal side way too much for my taste. Sometimes yeah. I still watch it, but like it's way more personal relationshipy type stuff than it is the medical stuff, which I love. Mm-hmm. But there was that episode of when the, the gunman came in to Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And they killed off like half the new cast that was on there. You know, all these new interns. Yeah. And stuff. They like shoot the girl in her forehead and then they, you know, Alex Karev gets shot and he sees her laying on the ground in a puddle of blood and stuff. You know, that shock factor. Um you know, I, I, I can clearly remember like ER being one of those first shock factor shows that I bought into and was invested in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you give me Goose and George Clooney on a show, I'm hooked. That was one of the saddest shows, but I mean, was yeah. Now I want to go back and watch that too. <laughs> same, same. Yes. So I highly encourage you to watch West Wing. I think that I think you would thoroughly it. enjoy it. Um, like I said, if you can understand that this was filmed many years ago, but if you truly listen to what they're talking about and you follow along with that storyline, it's like, who cares? This is absolutely relevant today, you know, and yeah, it will make you want to be involved in government somehow and make you want to put Martin Sheen up for nomination. You know, it's just and Stockard Channing. And as oh, wow. the, cast, the, star cast. the cast is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yeah. So mm-hmm. definitely would love to hear your opinion on it. Huh. Look at us just going back in the archives. Oh, gosh, I could do this crap all day. We're not going to because we've already been yammering way longer than I had anticipated <laughs> on these topics. 
I am going to give you my quick hits of things that have happened in the legal world recently. Oh. We don't have to discuss, but these are some hot takes that are the complete opposite of everything we've been talking about. We've talked about reboots and great times in our life. And now I want to tell you who's been dumb in the judicial system for the past couple of weeks. Um, one, congratulations, Josh, Josh Duggar. You've earned yourself a spot in jail. He is convicted and has been found guilty of receiving and possessing child pornography. It's a special little spot in hell for you, buddy. I'm pretty excited that this the jury got it right this time. I'll just be honest. Um, next, his sister has been charged with endangering the welfare of a minor. This is Jana Duggar, who is the eldest daughter in the Duggar family. Now, she's not married. She has no children. She babysits like for a living. Um, word on the street is, is that it was basically she was babysitting and a child got out of the house and was like wandering down the street or something by themselves while under her supervision, although they claim that she knows some innocent mistake or whatever. But basically what we're seeing is, you know, here this TLC family that was portrayed in this holier-than-thou light is now proving, you know, 28 kids or whatever it is they have is not enough to make you good parents, family, responsible adults, apparently. So I'm not saying Jana Duggar's got a spot in hell, but Josh does. Not down with that. Um, also receiving a spot in hell is Larry Nasser, who has, mm -hmm. after a five-year battle, um, and hundreds of gymnasts who have come forward uh, as victims of his for sexual abuse, have reached a $300 million agreement to settle their lawsuits against USA Gymnastics and the USA Olympic Committee. Um, it's been a big cloud over the USA Gymnastics program for several years now. Um, it's received a lot of attention. And I am glad that somebody's hearing these girls that have been abused by him um, as someone who was respected and team doctor and whatnot. Um, although I don't think $380 million is near enough. Um, it's a first step. I'm sure there will be ongoing things still. But Spot in hell number two, given out. <laughs> um, lastly, um, just announced that O.J. Simpson is officially a free man. Uh, as you know, probably, that he has re received early parole release. He's been cleared from the parole board. Um, this is based off of the 2007 heist in Las Vegas, where he uh, led a group of thieves into a casino and assisted in a robbery. Um, he was with, he's 74 now. He was convicted in October of 2008 for leading two armed men, three unarmed men into a casino hotel um, to confront two sports collectible dealers. Um, he was 
He claimed that he was simply trying to retrieve items from his NFL career that had been stolen, but the jury didn't see it that way. He served nine years behind bars before being released on parole in 2017, but he was supposed to be under supervision until February 9th, but he got time off for good behavior. So now he is a completely free man with everything wiped and everything done. He is, by the eyes of the law, served his time. So OJ is out and on his own now. I thought he had already been out. <laughs> well, he had been, he's been out, but he's been under parole supervision. So he's not been able to do anything. Oh, so now, okay. now he doesn't even have to check in or um, okay. follow any rules, essentially. You know what I'm saying? Like now okay. he, he yeah. doesn't have to report to his parole officer or whatever. Um, so that is all done. Um, of course, Jesse Smollett case has been going on. Um, as well as the um what's that guy's name? <laughs> you know Galeen uh Maxwell. Oh just 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 she has that weird name. That yeah, that lady Gislaine Maxwell. Galen Maxwell and what's what's his name? Yeah. Uh um, Jeffrey Epstein. Thank you. See, yeah. I mean, that one I don't even really care to remember, right? So Jeffrey right. Epstein, who is probably standing in the corner of the bar in hell holding spots for these other people, um, he is, or that case is going on now with Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, we are hearing reports of Prince Andrew being brought into a lot of this now. Um, one of Jeffrey Epstein's accusers from many, many years ago, apparently back then signed an agreement, like a payoff or something to not speak out about all this. And her report says that she was made to have sex with Prince Andrew when she was like 17 years old or something. And... He was not. And um, she'd signed off, but now she has given permission to the courts to release this report. So we're going to get all those details about Prince Andrew. Um, the Glenn Maxwell trial is not really being oh. broadcast very much. Yeah, because and people are kind of curious. Jesse Smollett is getting, um, unfortunately, kind of what he deserves. Um, because he has made a mockery of people who have um, been a victim of hate crimes, and he is now um, going to pay the price for it. So lots of... That was just ridiculous. 100% ridiculous. Um, unfortunately, not... And I did hear. Or fortunately, not worth our time. I feel like he's, yeah. he's kind of a smug prick, if you ask me. Yeah. I did hear that, well, word on the street, is that Andrew is not going to be at Christmas with the royal family this year. So I wonder if that has anything to do with it. So, 100% it's not. I, I mean, he he's probably not invited, right? I mean, <laughs> right. at this point, they're willing to bring Meghan over, I think, before they're going to bring Prince Andrew in. <laughs> 
Now, do they have to weigh themselves before Christmas dinner? <laughs> I would imagine. I would imagine. Yeah. And, you know, with the weight of the world sitting on Andrew's shoulders, he doesn't need to get on any scales. Right. So. I'm sure it'll be, he's going to be enjoying time at home with his daughters and, and grandchildren. Right. I'm sure that's right. what they'll say. But cozy, cozy at said, home. You're not going to be here. I don't know where you're going to be, but you're not going to be here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's where you're not going to be. Cheers to you, son. Stay the hell away. Right. Well, I, um, yeah, that's all I got. You know, like, sorry to throw in the legal stuff after such a fun, like, recap of our favorite things, but <laughs> had to balance the good and the bad. Um, hopefully, we can start a new, fresh January, um, happy and healthy and on our way down from COVID issues as well as legal issues for some of these people. Um, maybe we can just have a, a, a year of upcoming live performances and reboots from some of our favorite shows. Crossing fingers. January. Um, I know I can feel it. Let's, let's all <laughs> manifest it. If we can will it to be so. Um, so Jeanette, thanks so much. I've taken enough of your time, but thanks oh, for tuning in today. And and, and sharing in my love of 80s and 90s reboots. There are many more to discuss, many more to be had. Maybe this could just be a show about that. Like it really could. I think we kind of come back to this all the time. Maybe we start our own recap show. We pick out episodes from like favorite 80s and 90s shows. I don't know. We could do that. Drama Queens can do it. One Tree Hill, whatever. We can do it too. <laughs> So anyway, happy holidays. I hope you and your family have a fantastic break from school and work and everything else. You get some time to recharge and celebrate um, with everybody you love. Thanks. Same to you. Appreciate it. To everybody listening, we really appreciate you tuning in this year to Chick Chat. We will be back. We will be back in January to kick off 2022. Until then, be sure to go back and check out any of our other past episodes where I'm sure we can't remember the names of actors in those either. <laughs> However, we always come around to it. Somebody always researches it and figures it out. But check out all the other shows we have on The Mesh. We have something for everybody. Go to themesh.tv. Subscribe, follow, listen. You can find us on all your podcast networks. And we will see you in 2022, once I remember to write that on any checks and things that I'm signing for my kids. Um, but we look forward to a good year. Happy holidays, everybody. We'll catch you on the flip side. You've been listening to The Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.